Grace and peace to you this day. It is good to be here worshiping with you. And I invite you as we begin our time of worship together to take two or three deep breaths just to center yourself in this place and in this space. Let us now join with Jeff in the call to worship. All right, friends, let us sing a new song. It will be a song of new life. Sing praise to our joyful Easter God who brings life out of death. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Would you join us in singing our opening hymn, Christ is Alive. Yeah. 
good morning. Thank you for bringing us into your home, sharing our homes with yours. Uh, know that God's presence is all over in every place. So wherever you are, welcome to worship with Westminster Presbyterian Church, if you're near or far. Uh, if you'd like to know more about Westminster Presbyterian Church, feel free to see more through Facebook and YouTube and Instagram of who we are, what we're about, and of course, using our website, wpctiburon.org. Uh, and just as if we were in body in our sanctuary or at our church today, we would wave, we would say hello, we would whisper to one another, embrace what's in front of you if you're watching with us live right now to comment, like, uh, and message people during the worship service. Um, we know all of you are normally would diligently be focused on every word that we say, but we hope you enjoy the company that's with you, uh, even virtually. Now, would you join me in our community prayer? Loving God, you make your way through the closed doors of our hearts to breathe peace into our souls. You bring healing to our troubled world, break through our pain and our anxiety that we may come face to face with your love that is greater than all deaths. Break through our fear and trembling that we may know your peace that passes all understanding. May we know in the risen Christ a hope that carries us through all our days. Amen. Our prayers continue in silence. Ever-present God, you walk with us through good times and bad, mountaintop and valley deep. Your footsteps are our guide, your hands are our support. We trust in your forgiveness that you have removed our sins as, as far as the east is from the west. We knock and are grateful that you open the door. May we continue to celebrate Easter and your son's risen, conquering over death every day forward. Open our hearts and minds to your spirit. Amen. This is the Sunday of the month when we would offer a birthday blessing. It has become our custom to offer a poem and then a prayer. So if this is your birthday month, or you missed church on the Sunday of the month where you had your birthday, receive this poem for you and for this year. This is called A Brief for the Defense by Jack Gilbert. Sorrow everywhere, slaughter everywhere. If babies are not starving someplace, they are starving somewhere else. With flies in their nostrils. But we enjoy our lives because that's what God wants. Otherwise, the mornings before summer dawn would not be made so fine. The Bengal tiger would not be fashioned so miraculously well. The poor women at the fountain are laughing together between the suffering they have known and the awfulness in their future. Smiling and laughing while someone in the village is very sick. There is laughter every day in the terrible streets of Calcutta. 
and the women laugh in the cages of Bombay. If we deny our, our happiness, resist our satisfaction, we lessen the importance of their deprivation. We must risk delight. We can do without pleasure, but not delight, not enjoyment. We must have the stubbornness to accept our gladness in the ruthless furnace of this world. To make injustice the only measure of our attention is to praise the devil. If the locomotive of the Lord runs us down, we should give thanks that the end had magnitude. We must admit there will be music despite everything. We stand at the prow again of a small ship, anchored late at night in the tiny port, looking over to the sleeping island. The waterfront is three shuttered cafes and one naked light burning to hear the faint sound of oars in the silence as a rowboat comes slowly out and then goes back is truly worth all the years of sorrow that are to come. It's strange these days to have conflicting emotions and it's tempting to even feel guilty when you experience some pleasure while you know others are suffering in any form. But delight we must because that's what God wants. We will have our moments, so let us take the delight we can. So I pray that for you this year, whether your birthday is celebrated in quarantine or you get to have the party you always wanted. And now receive this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May she lift up her countenance to you and give you peace. Amen. Well, from our birthday blessing, we move to our time of discovery for our children and our children at heart. I've noticed the past weeks, they've featured superheroes at our times of discovery, which has been a wonderful addition. And you know, the thing about superheroes is, I bet they don't recognize their superpowers are so super. I mean, if you were born able to fly, you probably wouldn't think being able to fly was that special or to hold your, or to breathe underwater or to fly around an invisible plane. You probably thought everybody did that. The same is true with us. Did you know that you have a superpower? Yeah, you do. Bethany's gonna talk about it in a little bit in her sermon, I gather, for at least from the text she's reading. We have this amazing power called forgiveness. Now, if you're feeling let down, like, oh, that doesn't sound very fun, it's because you've always had that power and you just didn't know how super it was. If you don't know what forgiveness is, forgiveness is the ability when someone does something to you that's not right, to not keep the fight with them going, the, the bad feeling with them going forever and ever and ever, which makes you unhappy and it might make them unhappy, and nothing really gets solved. Now, to forgive others doesn't mean you let them do things to you they shouldn't. It doesn't mean you excuse people for making bad choices that are hurtful automatically. But what it does do is when you're ready to let them have another chance and to let yourself move on 
and not be stuck feeling bad all the time. So I hope today you get a chance to talk to your parents or grandparents or whoever you live with about what forgiveness means and how you can practice it in your own life. Because forgiveness is something Jesus talked an awful lot about. Well, whether you stay and watch the rest of the service or you go and perhaps reflect on the story you saw earlier, your sacred story for the week, I want you to go in peace. May the love of God surround you everywhere you go. We move now into our time of joys and concerns. And as Jeff mentioned, we want you to be particip participating as we do this service. You can write us throughout the week with joys or concerns you have or prayer requests, but we hope you're also making comments wherever you're watching this too in the comment window, because that allows those uh, others who are watching this service, as well as all of us, to see what's on your heart and mind, to be connected in that way, and to lift one another up in prayer. I'm going to lead us through a few prompts that you might respond to by typing, or you might just respond to in the quiet of your own heart, or maybe you'll speak them aloud. After that, I will then lead us in the Lord's Prayer, and you're, of course, invited to join in. We didn't include a slide this week, but we'll do that next time so that you could read along with us. So with that, do whatever you do when you pray, whether that's close your eyes or look up at the sky, whatever you do, get into that place. Let's pray. Oh God, we give thanks now for the blessings in our lives, the friends and family who support us and bring us joy. The safety and security that we feel, the resources that are available to us, all those who are working on our behalf right now, some of whom we know and some of whom we'll never know. We pray for those for whom we carry concern. Friends and family members who support us and bring us joy. Those who are insecure, whether in sustenance, shelter, or safety. Those who do not have enough. Those who have been mistreated or given too few opportunities. And we now name any other prayers we've yet to give voice to. Having now prayed our own prayers, now we join together in the prayer that Christ taught us to pray, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this daily, give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now hear this, our anthem. I'd like to tell you a little background about this piece. Uh, the title is E'en So Lord Jesus Quickly Come. And the text is from uh, Revelation 22. The composer is um, Paul Mance. And there's a little bit of a story behind the development of this piece. In writing E'en So, uh, the writing of Enso came at a time of great stress in the man's household. Their three-year-old son developed a rare type of pneumonia, double pneumonia. Uh, the illness produced a very high fever, which required hospitalization and painful treatments to lower his temperature. It became important for Paul and his wife to give 24-hour attention to their son's condition as it became critical. During that time, Paul composed this motif and his wife wrote the text based on the last chapter of Revelation as a way of expressing their hope and grief. The child recovered and later became pastor of a Lutheran church. And the original dedication of the piece read, For Those Who Prayed for John. This is E'en So Lord Jesus Quickly Come. Peace be to you. Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Psalm. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me because God is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad. My soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol, or let your faithful ones see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God.
Thanks be to God. I love to hear that psalm on this Sunday after Easter. I think it expresses so well the joy and the hope that fills this Easter season. Now listen again to some of those words. My heart is glad and my soul rejoices. You show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Now we celebrated the joy of Easter just last week. And we continue to celebrate the good news of the risen Christ. For in the church calendar, the season of Easter extends all the way until the end of May. Now, even though the calendar is telling us that this is a season of joy and celebration, I will admit it feels a little odd to be celebrating in the midst of what are very difficult times. Now, there have been many days recently when I have not felt very joyful or very celebratory. And I know I'm not alone in this. You know, during this shelter-in-place time, Rob and Jeff and I have been leading classes and meetings and conversations over Zoom. And it's been a really nice way to be able to see people's faces, to look at people, even if on the computer screen, and to check in. I think pretty much every meeting or class that I've been a part of has started with a check-in. And it's been good to hear how people are doing. And there's been a pattern to these check-ins. At first, say a month ago, when this shelter-in-place had just begun, people were relatively upbeat, you know, having to deal with some new ways of being, but usually the check-ins were things like, we're doing well, you know, we're enjoying this time together as a family. What, what a nice slower pace to life this is. As time has gone by, however, Maybe as we have realized just how long this shelter in place may be in effect, the check-ins have changed. People are definitely less upbeat. Yeah, I've noticed that loneliness and boredom has become a major issue for people who are living alone. And then on the other end of things, people who are both trying to work full-time and homeschool children are filled with anxiety that there's not enough time in the day to do everything. Many people are underemployed or unemployed because of the shelter-in-place regulations and are noticeably and understandably very worried about that. You know, even in this past week, I noticed there was a much more somber feel to our check-ins than I had previously experienced. You know, things are hard right now. So though I do today want to celebrate the risen Christ, it is the Sunday after Easter. First, I want to take some time to calm and to center ourselves, if only because I think I need it. So I'd like us to do a, a brief breath meditation. And we began worship today taking a couple of deep breaths, and I invite us to take some more right now. And as you breathe, May these breaths be a reminder of God's presence with us. I always like to remind myself that in both Greek and Hebrew, the same word is used for breath and for spirit. 
as we breathe, we remind ourselves that God is as near to us as our breath. Now, as you breathe, if you're comfortable, I invite you to put your hand over your heart because that too is a reminder that God is as near to us as our heartbeat. Allow your breath to enter your body and to be present with whatever anxiety, stress, worry, concern you may be carrying. And as you breathe, hear this assurance from God. Be still, O oh heart, you're not alone. Your beat is shared with me. Come now and calm and center here. Your mind secure and free. Take another deep breath. See that the tension you feel in your body may be letting go just a bit with each breath. Notice your hand on your heart if it's still there or perhaps maybe hold your hands together. And as we do that, we are reminded that we are always held in God's hands or as the psalmist reminds us, held in the hands of the angels to ensure that we do not dash our foot against a stone. So may we let go of our worries, if only just for now, placing them in God's hands, in God's heart. And we offer this prayer of letting go. Into your care we offer now. Our worries, fears, and strife, we turn to you and know you're near. Your light, our love, and life. So I invite you to continue to ground and center yourselves in your breath as we turn to our second scripture passage for the morning. Now in this reading from John's gospel, we encounter Jesus' disciples on Easter evening. They're shut up in their house. The door is locked to prevent anyone from entering. And they're keeping to themselves, nervous, anxious, afraid, uncertain about the future. Does any part of that sound just a little bit familiar? Let us listen together to what happens. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. 
If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So in the disciples' moment of fear and uncertainty, Jesus wanted them to have two things, his peace and his spirit. He breathed on them so that they would feel and they would know his peace and his spirit living in them. And for me, that is part of the good news of Easter. Nothing, not death, not locked doors, not fear and uncertainty could keep Jesus and his promise of peace from those disciples. And the same is true today, nothing. Not shelter-in-place regulations, not viruses, not loneliness and isolation keeps Jesus from offering that peace to us as well. Now, this is not to say that we won't continue to have worry and stress and loneliness, for we are living in challenging times. But through it all, Jesus continues to breathe on us, to breathe with us, to breathe in us. Jesus continues to tell us, peace be with you. And that is why we celebrate. That is why we are Easter people living with the joy of new life. Because not even these very troubling times can overwhelm the peace that Jesus offers. So I do want to take some time to celebrate. This is the Easter season. God's love is stronger than death. Hallelujah. Now, I recently learned of a new spiritual practice. It was invented, I guess you could say, uh, by a pastor, the Reverend Molly Basquette, who pastors over in Berkeley. And she calls this practice dancitation. As you can probably tell from the name, it's a combination of dance and meditation. Now, she usually begins this practice with a breath meditation, which we have just done, that reminder of God's peace and God's spirit flowing through us. So since we have done that part of the danceitation, what's left but to dance? Now, before you start rolling your eyes at me, and I can't see you, but I'm sure some of you are rolling your eyes right now, let me tell you that dancing has important biblical roots. You know, I think about when Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt and they had safely crossed the Red Sea. The first thing Moses' sister Miriam did was to pick up her tambourine and to gather her friends and to dance. The Ecclesiastes poet writes that there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. The psalmist encourages the people to sing to the Lord a new song and praise God's name with dancing. Now, there are most things that I don't like about having to worship like this. I would much rather be together in person. But I tell you what, one of the benefits to worshiping like this is now you can truly dance as if no one is watching because no one is watching. So I'm gonna get a couple things ready here. I'm going to encourage you to stand up if that's comfortable for you. You don't have to if you don't want to, but we're going to do a little dancing. And the song I have chosen is a song from a pastor colleague of mine. His name is Rob Leverage. The song's called Grace Comes Down. 
And one of my favorite lines happens right at the beginning. It says, bringing children of peace into life anew and hope that's true. So we're going to dance to just a little bit of this song. And as you dance, notice your breath moving through your body. And I'm actually going to go real quick, get a dance partner. Oh, he's ready. He's already ready. And we're going to start the music and we're going to move. We're going to praise God with our bodies. Here we go. Hope you can hear some music. with our bodies. And I wonder, as I was dancing, I was wondering about that line that I told you before we started, that how we might live as children of peace, helping to show others life anew and hope that's true. You know, how might we share that message of Jesus, that message that says, you are not alone. I am here. Peace be with you. What can we do to share God's peace in our own household, in our relationships with those that we cannot be with in person right now, with those who are working so hard to keep us safe, with those who perhaps are feeling no peace and no comfort right now? May we not only breathe in God's peace for ourselves, but perhaps also breathe out God's peace for others. Let us pray. Loving God, you are always with us. No matter what trials or hardships come our way, you are right beside us, whispering, peace be with you. Thank you for guiding our path so we may not live in fear, but in Easter joy. Amen. Let's now take just a few moments of quiet. Amen. Let's join together now in our doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God all creatures high and low. 
As we move from a time of doxology into a time of sharing about the life in the community, I will say there is so much going on. It's, it's silly, it seems to say that, but there is so much still happening in the life of this church. I'll name a lot of things, but I won't name everything. And so I want to steer you from the beginning to the website. If you're watching this, you're obviously getting online. So I hope you go to wpctiburon.org. Martha is doing a wonderful job keeping that website up to date, and I know it will continue to change and evolve, so familiarize yourself with it if you haven't spent much time there. Check out the latest news and so on and so forth. Your e-news is the other really good way to get a sense of what's happening in the next week or so. Um, everybody basically in the church is on that list unless you've opted out, but if you're not seeing that message, it's probably because it's in your spam box, or the church doesn't have a current email for you. So let us know if you haven't been able to find an, a weekly uh, newsletter from the church. It outlines not everything we're doing, but some of the new things we're doing and some of the ongoing pieces. Though so we will make an effort to be uh, more and more comprehensive as we go. A few things I will lift up here, for example. Uh, there are youth uh, Zoom meetups happening later today, middle school, I think is at four, and high school at 5.30. Jeff can send you the link if you'd like one. We don't publicize those because then outsiders can get in and some things have been happening with that publicly. We don't want that to happen at our church. So just ask if you want that. The Zoom links are always in the e-newsletters, however. Uh, I've started a little series that's happening Tuesday at 2.30. Uh, about some of the things we've been watching, whether they're movies or television shows. I'll be co-moderating with Hugh West this week, a conversation about the movie Free Solo, that award-winning documentary. So hopefully you can watch it by Tuesday at 2.30 and jump in with us. Mark Sachs will be leading the following week. Um, again, we can send you a Zoom link for that. Bethany will be leading what I'm calling a service of sadness. Um, Think of it as sometimes we have these blue Christmas services around the holidays for those for whom it's a really difficult time. We just want to make sure you have a space where you can go and you can be open with your grief or your mourning or your fear or your anxiety. So she will be leading a worship time, but it'll be over Zoom. So there'll be some participation as I understand it this Thursday at 7.30. Again, you can get the Zoom links from us or it's in the e-newsletter. Wednesday morning adult series continues to go. Our next three weeks will be about biblical resources for enduring hard times. We'll be looking at themes such as lament. That'll be the class I'll be leading, but Bethany and Ted will each lead a week as well. Um, there are a number of opportunities for service in the church and really a strong shout out to the youth program, its staff and its great adult leaders and its awesome youth. They've been the heart of our service outreach this season and that's something to really be proud of and be challenged by. They're going to be leading, um, serving at the, at the food bank. They're going to be coordinating some virtual visits with those who are uh, homebound and maybe aren't as connected to others. Um, and the hot lunch program uh, continues in a different form. 
the adult leaders from the youth department have been meeting every week from 10 to 11 on Wednesdays in the church parking lot, Westminster parking lot, and collecting bagged lunches. When this began, we had a hope to collect 25 lunches to take the place of what our usual Wednesday lunch or Thursday lunch was. Last week, we collected 184 lunches that were split between that hot lunch serving in Sausalito and St. Vincent's in downtown San Rafael. So if you'd like to be a part of that, we can give you a, a menu list of things you need to include in that bag lunch. Finally, um, we've been glad to uh, project worship services for you and to engage back and forth best we can, but we want to see you and hear from you. So in the coming weeks, we want to integrate small videos of you and or your family uh, sharing a little something about how it's going for you and maybe offering a blessing back to the congregation. So we'll put together some instructions for that. But if you'd be willing to record a short clip, a minute or so, or half a minute even from your family to ours, we would love to incorporate that in a future worship service. So stay tuned for that and let us know if you'd like to be involved. That's a lot, I know. But we're trying to do a lot, not for the sake of doing it, but for the sake of supporting the body of Christ in this corner of God's world. So with that now, I'm going to turn the slide to our next hymn, Oh, for a Thousand Tongues to Sing. practice is dancitation. I plan to be doing it this week. I hope you will too. And as we go from this place, may the love of God, who is our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, be with you now and always. Go in peace. Amen. <laughs> 